This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU, all of our great ESPN stations across the country. Series XM, that? Channel 80. The camera's that. What happened? Evan, CC, you just missed Evan dancing. He closed his eyes. He had. I did like the go- little fake, like crip walk kind of thing, like that kind oh, of thing. Oh man, it was terrible. But it looks like it looks terrible on TV. Anyway, um, oh, terrible <laughs> on TV and in person. I guess it does as well. By the way, it looks shit. like it's painful when he tries to dance. Malls is that what we're doing? Oh no, I can dance a little. Not there. You can, you can dance. I can dance. Okay. What's your move? Not that, obviously. Come on, let's see it. No, I can't. No, you can't make nobody me saying. I, nobody wants to see you tango. <laughs> nobody. No. Yeah, we, we we don't need a full ballroom I, dance. I mean, yeah, right? I ain't John Wall, but I could Dougie a little bit. I will say. Come on, give us a little move. No, no, give good. us something. I mean, the music is on. What are we doing? Well, I was about to shout out Freddie Coleman because anytime you can have Freddie okay. Coleman a part of the the family, you got to shout him oh. out. Oh, oh, that was too quick. Oh, jeez. I, I don't mean, want to. Show ahead. us how to Dougie, yeah. I, I can't. Show us how room. to Dougie. I need to be in the right mindset. Oh, I don't have enough room. room. Yeah, I don't have enough Go room. Ahead. Go I ahead. Go smooth. What? <laughs> I can't do it. I was, let me wow. shout out Freddie. Let me shout out Freddie. Because Freddie just tweeted in, at ChrisCanty99, happy Thanksgiving, my brother. Oh, I love when Freddie's in the mix. Anytime Freddie Coleman could join the fam, join the club with anything, everything's better. The nicest man in this industry. You hear a lot about people in this industry. Most of it is not true. Most of the people actually are nice. Then there's Freddie Coleman, who's above everybody, 3P to 7P Eastern with Harry Douglas. And him getting in on the action, wishing CC a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's just, I mean, we can retire now. Freddie's the best. That's just great. Oh, he's great. He's he is great. the best. Yes, Mulse. I was just going to say, that is one happy Thanksgiving text. If, even if it was so generic, that I would be thrilled to get us from Freddie Coleman. Yeah. <laughs> but, he would never send, but he would never send the generic Thanksgiving text. No, he wouldn't. Freddie C would never do that. And that's why he is who he is, period. He literally just did it. <laughs> I mean, just to be clear, he literally just did it to you, Cece. To no, be fair. No, he, he, he sent the tweet. He didn't send the text. Oh, uh, there it is on the SPNU. Uh, it's for those just tuning in, Cece despises the early Thanksgiving texts that are mass texts, that are generic, that are not specific to the person, and said it perfectly. He did. If it's just trying to be nice and not trying to be kind and there's a difference, I don't want it. Last night, Florida State probably didn't want to see what they saw. Oh, my God. Now we have CC as a turkey. Uh, Ira Miller. Well done. Miller, Ira, 18 on uh, Twitter there. Love it. Love what's going on here. 
uh, we have we have the college football playoff rankings. Georgia number one. I'll go through kind of where they are, their record, and what they have left, just so we can kind of look at this big picture. Georgia's won eleven and zero. They have uh, Georgia Tech and then Bal- uh, Alabama in the SEC title game. Ohio State eleven and zero. Michigan in the um, Big Ten matchup this weekend. If they win, Big Ten title game. Same thing, opposite way for Michigan. Ohio State then Big Ten title game if they win. Washington as Washington State, and then a Pac-12 championship game if they win. Florida State has at Florida this weekend, and then Louisville in the ACC title game coming up after that. The biggest theme from last night was obviously that Florida State is out and Washington is in. Boo Corrigan, who's the College Football Playoff Selection Committee Chair, uh, was interviewed by our very own Ian Fitzsimmons. You can catch him with Amber at night and Amber Wilson. And they talked about the Florida State quarterback, Jordan Travis, and his injury. This was about Washington. It wasn't about, you know, I mean, how, how, how bad does everyone feel for Jordan Travis right now, right? You know, a uh, heck of a career, you know, heck of a season this year. Um, you know, we're focusing on teams and those things, but there was Heisman conversations around him but you know T- uh Rodemaker came in he scored 58 straight points um after being down 13 to nothing and you know they I think I said earlier they got a bunch of dudes on the field right I mean there's more than one guy they on the do. field and they you know really good team um offensively defensively flying around you know giving up 17 points a game uh, on defense and scoring over 40 so you know heck of a team and you know, deserving of the number five ranking. So, yeah, they do have a bunch of dudes on the team. I mean, I think all the, if we're going to use that logic, then every team in college football. They got 11 in. guys on the field, you know. Yeah, they got 11 on all, You know, listen, hey, they got 11 on offense, 11 on defense. They play special teams. They are coached, and they have a GPA. Tons of They're dudes. in. Tons I mean, of dudes. So, I, I prefaced this yesterday when Heather Dinich was with us, great ESPN college football reporter. I said, Heather, no matter what happens tonight, if Washington is in and FSU is out, I know Washington's resume really matters here, Smalls. But no matter what, I'm going to bring up the Jordan Travis injury. I believe that has to play a factor in this. I think it does, too. And they're never going to come out and say as such because it would cause such outrage. Because just because somebody got injured, they didn't do anything else to cause them to not be in the top four. But if I'm a member of the committee, I understand the job at hand. And that is to put together the most compelling and the most entertaining set of four teams and college football playoff matchups. And without Jordan Travis in the mix, it's just not the same version of Florida State. And that stinks for them. It's a really tough blow for a team that has done everything that they needed to to be in this position. But if I'm Boo Corrigan, if I'm a member of that committee I know that a better storyline and potentially a better matchup is Washington and having Michael Penix Jr. who is in the Heisman conversation and giving him a chance to shine on that stage and have a chance at a national championship when uh, it stinks I mean, no, no there's no doubt about it Smalls I mean when you look at the top eight in the college football playoff the one that does not belong is Florida State and that's because they don't have Jordan Travis with respect to tape Rodemaker and what Boo Corrigan was saying about them having dudes on the field they beat North Alabama. Like, let's let's just pipe down a little bit when it comes to what they did in the absence of Jordan Travis in that game. And, and when the college football playoff rankings first came out, the, the team that we circled in the top four that was the most vulnerable was Florida State by virtue of the conference that they played in. So we knew that this could potentially happen. But the part that's suspect to me is how everybody, including Boo Corrigan, everybody that, that is associated with the committee, everybody that covers the college football playoffs, saying that this was about what Washington did on the field. 
Well, if Washington and what they've done on the field this entire season and last weekend in Corvallis against Oregon State, if it was that compelling, then you wouldn't have to say it. The fact that everybody is saying it and going out of their way to dispel the notion that Jordan Travis is not factoring in is what is what makes this a little bit of a head-scratcher, something that makes you raise your eyebrow. But as an aside, Ev, and I think – this is one of the things that we have to think about on the verge of college football playoff expansion is why shouldn't an injury as significant as what Florida State suffered on Saturday, something that factors into determining the four best teams in the college football playoff? Why doesn't that factor into the math? Why does this have to be like it's resume building on Indeed? I don't understand why we can't decide the best four teams at the given time when we have to make a decision at the end of the regular season, after the conference championship games have been played, why can't we decide on who the four best teams are in that given space and allowing them to compete for a national title? I don't understand why the Jordan Travis injury has to be taken out of this. I think that should absolutely factor it in. If it's just about the resume and the strength of schedule and the amount of wins, you can allow a computer to do that. You don't have to have a committee of two dozen people. Uh, there, there is some degree of subjectivity in this. It's more art than science when determining who the best teams are at the end of the year that are going to be competing for the national title. Well, you just walked me into something, and it is the mo- maybe the most unpopular take I have, but here we go. For my whole life, basically, the most exact science at crowning a champ I felt like in any sport was actually the BCS. I am in favor of the old system, not the new system, and not the future system. And the reason I'm in favor of that is because it always matched up one versus two. And if you think about it this year, there is no gray area around Florida State or Washington. Basically, the national championship game would be most likely Georgia against the winner of, of Michigan and Ohio State. That's it. That's th- Those are the two best teams, right? And I've always, forever, actually loved the BCS system, because outside of the one year where Auburn went undefeated and didn't play in a national championship game, you always got one versus two. In the current system and in the future system, you don't always get one versus two. You know, TCU was not the second-best team in America last year. Mm -hmm. They got pummeled by Georgia. It was an embarrassment in the national championship. And CC is a 1,000% right. Like, how can we... Now, now let's see Tate Rodemaker play this weekend, right? Maybe he's unbelievable. Maybe we have a Cardell Jones situation like we had at Ohio State, where he ended up being very good. They won a national championship but until proven otherwise if you're not factoring in Jordan Travis's injury you're not being fair because then you're placing a team in there that won't have as good of a shot and they're not one of the four best teams because if they're going to play as the team that we're going to see the next couple of weeks starting from the first week of the season they're not undefeated up until this point are they I mean, that, that would take a lot away from Jordan Travis, would it not? A six-year player, Heisman candidate, who will probably be on an NFL team next year? That's not fair to him. So I'm in full agreement with the idea of factoring in what we are going to see relative to injuries moving forward. And I think previously we actually got it more right. I'm the well, old, here's the thing. Yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing with that, though, Ev. I mean, if you're saying that you're, you love the BCS and you're not in favor of the future system, which is a 12-team playoff, right. that, that's the part I don't – I can't go – I think that's a bridge too far. Because, I mean, if you're saying you don't want a 12-team playoff, what you're saying is you don't like the NFL playoffs. I mean, you don't always get the number one seed in each conference facing off against each other in the Super Bowl. That doesn't always happen. So we, we like that, that, that level of the unknown, that level of drama, that level of theater. But what, when I'm looking at with this current format 
is because we only have four slots. I just think it, it just becomes one of those situations where it's so exclusive that you have to factor in all of the other extraneous factors and the other variables, that being injury. If you have 12 teams, then it's okay to let Florida State's wins in their schedule and their resume stand on its own merits. And if they're not the best team with Tate Rodemaker, that's going to bear itself out in the various rounds of the playoffs. But because this is a situation where you only have a semifinal and and then a final with four teams, I, I just feel like, it's so exclusive that it needs to be fa- – all the other variables, all of those things need to be factored in, including injury. Now, with the 12-team format, you don't have to worry about that. So, I'm I'm a fan of the proposed change to the college football playoff that's going to take effect next year. I'm all about it. Under this Under that scenario, this circumstance wouldn't be as big. But for the committee to come out and say, well, yeah – Jordan Travis's injury doesn't factor into the math. I think it's ridiculous that they're using that company line, but I also think it's even more egregious that they're not factoring it in. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's the telephone number to join us in the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the ones fans deserve. We'll open it up to you guys because the three of us are saying, sadly, sports tragically, if that makes sense, they should factor in this injury to Jordan Travis, that you have to factor in the fact that one of these four teams will move forward without their starting quarterback, and they are going to look potentially much differently than they have previously, and thus you have to factor that in. Other people would say, no, their resume up until this point is good enough, and if they win out, they should be in. And I I think it has to be to be determined. If they win out, I can't necessarily say they're going to be in or should be in based on the fact that we don't know how their quarterback is going to play. And projecting the matchups, I think, is a part of this. They can say they're not going to do it all they want. I promise you they're not going to put Michigan and Ohio State in a college football playoff in the first round. They're just not going to do that. So the the matchups do matter, right? 888-SAY-ESPN. We'll get your phone calls in on the college football, on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, plus more Thanksgiving wishes. Chris Canty. Next, it's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Active Insurance. You can watch us on ESPNU, all of our great ESPN stations across the country. Sirius XM Channel 80, and of course, the ESPN app, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, with you. 888-SAY-ESPN. Dr. Pepper call in line, talking about the college football playoff as FSU outside looking in. There are others, by the way, that believe that Washington should have jumped Michigan and gone up to number three based on the fact that um, they had a great win against Oregon State. Florida State is still in the mix. We assume Alabama and Texas are still in the mix as well. Uh, Corey in Alabama on 93.9 the score. What's up, Corey? Uh, nothing much. Good morning. I enjoy y'all's show. Thank you. Say when um when Alabama beats Auburn this weekend and if we beat Georgia, do you think we deserve to be uh, in the playoffs? Yeah, so I would lean yes, but I think what's going to end up happening, guys, is the fact that Alabama lost to Texas is going to loom large. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think the team that Alabama was then versus the team that Alabama is now feels like two different teams, right? That was who's their quarterback, and now Jalen Milrose, Alabama's quarterback. Like, it just feels different than it did then. Yeah, I mean, they played three different quarterbacks in the early goings of the season, and they were trying to figure out which one was the right one. And they finally settled on Jalen Milrow. They reinforced that with confidence and belief in him. And I think they've morphed that offense and the identity of that unit around what he does well, utilizing him as both a runner and a passer. And, you know, confidence comes from demonstrated performance. So now that the kid has got a half a season under his belt, you're talking about him being a different player and thereby this team having a different ceiling. Alabama is the team that nobody wants to play down the stretch. So we'll see what happens over the course of this weekend and the conference championship game weekend. But, I mean, even if they end up losing to Georgia in a close loss, you could make an argument that they should be a top four team based on the eye test. And so I think that's the part to me where the committee has to, you know, lean on the experts that they've assembled into the room and and their, their opinions more so than just trying to use empirical evidence or be objective with overall wins and losses. Yeah, that's the team that I had circled as the one to watch is Alabama for several different reasons. You're right. That loss to Texas, that was not the version of Alabama that we're seeing now, particularly the offense. Tommy Reese has done an outstanding job transforming that offense and Jalen Milrow. But I always look at this through the lens of a television show and through entertainment. And Alabama and Nick Saban have been the villain, have been the dominant force in college football for such a long time. They're good television. They're a team that people would tune in to watch. And this version of them is a team, like CeCe said, that is a scary prospect to get into the college football playoffs. So if I'm the committee, I am certainly paying attention to what Alabama is doing because they're good for business. So if they can get the job done, they're a team, if I'm the committee, that I would want in there. I mean, in its simplest form, every TV show, every movie needs good guys and bad guys, right? Good people and bad people, like the perception of them and the actors and actresses and that. And Nick Saban, people think is either a good guy or a bad guy. Like, he's he's a main character in a drama, and you want that main character in there. Mitchell in Florida, listening on Sirius XM Channel 80. What's up, Mitchell? Hey, guys. Uh, so this, this is why I can't get into college football, right? Like, you don't have top teams play top teams regularly, and then you have a committee try to figure out who the best four are. You know, if top teams are playing top teams, then you have a playoff like the NFL and you don't worry about an eye test. You don't worry about who gets hurt. If Patrick Mahomes goes down in the first round, the Chiefs keep playing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, like, they keep playing technically, like, literally, but figuratively, like, <laughs> you pick against them. 
right? Like if, if, if theoretically, if you uh, let's let's play out that example. If Patrick Mahomes went down the last, God forbid, the last week of the NFL season, and the NFL had a choice, do we keep the Chiefs going or do we send them home? They're going to send them home. They're just going to say, we're not interested in Blaine Gabbert leading the Chiefs in the postseason. That's not something we, where it's good for our business. We're going to pick someone else. That's, in essence, what college football has here. People may not like it, but that is the right that they actually have. They, I mean, they'll never say it this way, but if they just flat out said, Sorry, FSU, you guys are awesome. You totally earned your way in, but like we're not gonna pick you if Jordan Travis is not there. Yeah, I don't I don't I see I don't have a problem with that because of how they have it set up. If this was a twelve team playoff, then I'd be fine with it. I'd be fine with Florida State being in it. But it's not. And there's only a there's only a, a, a finite amount of playoff slots and for it to only be four teams, I just feel like to put a Florida State team in there without Jordan Travis who is, like you said, Ev, a guy that's going to be playing on Sundays, a guy that is a Heisman Trophy candidate, I just think that that would be completely disingenuous to what the the task of the committee or the mission of the committee is supposed to be, which is finding the best four teams in all of college football. There's no argument to be made that Florida State is one of the best four teams in all of college football without Jordan Travis as their quarterback. It's a, it's a fine line to walk between what is fair and what is earned and what is the most compelling. And that's the difficult task at hand for the committee because Florida State has earned this spot. They've earned this right. But are they the most compelling team at this moment in time without their number one star on the team? Even if they win out, even if they continue, as they did, continue to have success without him, it's still not must-see TV without him. And that's difficult. Think about your favorite television show. Now think about the main star of that show. Take that star off the show. You still want to watch the show. What's The Sopranos without Tony Soprano? Right. I mean, I saw it with Billions. Billions is a phenomenal show. (laughs) Damian Lewis is the main character on the show, one of the main characters on the show, along with Paul Giamatti. He was off the show for a little bit for personal reasons, and it wasn't as interesting. I still watched it, but it wasn't as interesting. He comes back. Oh, my God. I can't wait to get back into it. Uh, Al in White Plains, New York, watching on ESPNU. What's up, Al? Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Love the show. And yes, Billions was not as good, but what a finale. <laughs> Excellent finale. I totally can't agree with you. Can't to keep on rocking the Ravens garb. All right? You are my man. <laughs> That's my club. Uh, and Smalls, I am going to send you a fire John Mazzelliak sweatshirt oh. uh, before we get to spring training. Yeah, Al, let me give some background on Al. I've known Al forever. He's a great guy. Al is a diehard Baltimore Ravens fan. Check for Canty. A diehard oh. Cardinals fan. Check for Smalls. Wow. And is a Westchester County guy like I am. Check for me. I mean, yes. Al is literally made for this show specifically. <laughs> Go ahead, Al. A Cardinals fan. What's up, and, Al? And, and by... And, 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 you know, the Lakers are also on a little run. So don't. Oh, yeah. There we go. There we go. Look at that Raven helmet in the background. Baby. <laughs> you see it. Um, you look, see it. Play the games. It, it will work out. I understand what Smalls is saying about compelling because Alabama is always compelling. But play the games. And look, if Florida State finds a way to pull these last two off, you're going to have a loser in Oregon State, in Oregon, Washington. You're going to have a loser in. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State, and if they bat out and do this, they're going to get in because the committee always says, you know, our, our job is to find the four best teams. Well, if they go undefeated through that call without him, they're probably going to reward them. I happen to think the best teams in the country right now from what I've seen are in this order, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Oregon with a bullet. 
I, I, I actually think Oregon might be the second best team in the country. But it will work itself out unless, of course, the monkey wrench is Alabama beating Georgia. That throws everything up in the air. We may see it. I doubt it because I think Alabama is getting a little too much pub because the kid's playing well. But Georgia right now has separated themselves. They are on another level from everybody else. Guys, have a great Thanksgiving. Love the show. All right, Al. Thank you. Great call as always. Yeah, I think that the playing itself out is definitely something there, but let's play out the playing it out. (laughs) What if Florida State wins out? They're in? Yeah. Yeah, they'll probably be in. I mean, they'll probably be in because of what's going to happen. I mean, Ohio State and Michigan, there's going to be a loser in there. And, uh, I mean, between Washington and Oregon, you, you got to think that somebody's going to be in, somebody's going to be out. So, yeah, I think there's room for Florida State to stay in there and be a top-four team. I do. Coming up, an anonymous poll was given to NFL players, executives. We're going to take that. We're going to see what our answers are. Coming up, it's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We are on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. So, The Athletic conducted an anonymous NFL poll. This is a players... Players poll. Players poll. 85 players. 85. So, not a huge sample size, but a sample size. And we're going to play the game as well. It's not going to be anonymous because we're going to answer the questions publicly here (laughs) that Smalls is going to throw at us. CC will start. I'll answer as well. Fire away, Smalls. Let's have fun with this. Okay, so according to the 85 players pulled by the Athletics CC, who do you think was voted the best player in today's game in the NFL? Oh, Pat Mahomes. Has to be. I'll say Pat Mahomes as well. 46.4% said Patrick Mahomes. All right. Coming in next is others, but the the guy specifically coming in behind him, Aaron Donald, 8.9%, followed by Tyreek Hill, 7.7%. All right, are we going to do this competition style, CC? Do you want to play against each other in this and have fun? Because it's 1-1 I mean, right now. I mean, we, we can. We can. I, th- I hope it gets a little bit tougher than that. I'm just trying to figure out who is voting for other people as the best player in the NFL if it's not Pat Mahomes. That makes no sense. I think Aaron Rodgers voted for Zach Wilson based on some of the uh, answers uh, we've had uh, yeah, from him. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Could, couldn't you see it be somebody who's salty? He beat him in a big game and they didn't want to vote for him? Yeah. Yeah. All I right. can absolutely see that. All yeah. right, next one. Let's keep it moving. Which current coach, aside from your own, would you want to play for? There were 72 responses. CC, who do you think was the top coach voted? Mike Tomlin. That's where I was going to go to. 26.4% Mike Tomlin. Do you guys want to guess who's number two on the list? Vrabel. Mike, Mike Tomlin's kind of in a layup here. Vrabel for Ev. CC. Uh, who, who else would it want to be? Eww. Oh, I got another one, but I already um, guessed. I'm going to go with... Let's go with Dan Campbell. Mike McDaniel? 
Mike Mc, I'm not going to give it to you. No, I don't get it. I don't guess, get it. But, yeah. but it was Mike McDaniel, 14.6%. Andy Reid, third. Dan Campbell okay. came in number four. All right. All right. So 2-2. Two, two. Okay, 2-2. Two, two. Next question. Guys, best stadium to play in. CeCe, we'll go with you first. Uh, I'm going to go with Jerry's World. I love playing in that stadium. It's amazing. I probably would have gone there, but you know what? How about Vegas? You're both wrong. Ah! Okay. Coming in at number one with a whopping 17.9% of the 84 responses is Arrowhead Stadium. Interesting. Yes. Arrowhead Stadium. Why would that be the best stadium to play for? Because you always lose? What is that? I mean, everybody loses there. I'm trying to figure out. According to one player, he says that place is electric. It's one of the coolest places to play in the NFL. One of the loudest stadiums to play in the NFL. Interesting. No doubt about that now. It's loud as hell in there. Now, okay, so we're still tied 2-2. What about the worst stadium to play in in the NFL, CeCe? Uh, Worst stadium to play in in the NFL. I don't know what they're calling that stadium down there in Nashville, but with the one the Titans play in, that is awful. All right, I'm thinking Philly, but I'm not going to go Philly. I'm going to go at the Chargers. So I don't think it's actually, at the Rams. I think so it's actually fine. at the Chargers. A- a- yeah. Actually, can I can I remix that one a little bit? Can yeah. I get can I pull that one back, Smalls? I'm going to take that one back. The Bill Stadium. That is the awful stadium to play in. They they need. To, I, I know they're working on a new stadium. But right now, like what what they're asking players to play, that is trash. It is awful. That is a terrible. Oh wait stadium. a minute, we're both wrong. Oh my god, I can't believe how dumb I am. The right answer is pr- okay, I don't get credit for this. I just want to point out. I said L.A. Right? CC said Buffalo, Orchard Park. How could it not be Washington where they don't have hot water and they have like that's all good, the toilets overflowing? They literally have like it's like in Oakland with the A's. They have the toilets overflow onto the field. So this one is actually a bit of a surprise. FedEx Field checking in at number two. Oh, okay. The number one stadium voted by anonymous NFL players as the worst stadium to play in. 18, 18.4% checking in here. MetLife Stadium. Wow. Oh, yeah, the injuries. The injuries, yeah. The injuries, yeah, the turf. Yeah, that's a problem. I did not that's see that problem. one coming. Uh, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a problem. All right, okay. still 2-2. Two, two. This is my favorite one. 73 responses from the 84 anonymous players. Who did they say is the most annoying fan base? CeCe, we'll start with you. There's only one right answer to Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) There's only one right answer. (laughs) Okay. Initially, my mind went to the Eagles, but I don't think it's annoying. I think they're just like the nastiest. I would say the Patriots. You're both wrong. Wow. It is the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. It is the Eagles. Wow, Pat and his people. 25.3% of players that voted said it was the Philadelphia Eagles, the most annoying fan base. But CC right behind them, just a skosh behind, 24.7% was the Dallas Cowboys. Surprisingly, coming in right behind the uh, the Eagles and Cowboys were Bills, Bills Mafia, and the Jets. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I have a follow-up on this. Mafia. I, I know. A, I just don't understand that. Christine Lisi is the nicest person at ESP. I don't understand it. Well, not everybody thinks she's nice because somebody's stealing cookies from her. We don't know no. who it is. We're looking for that person. Well, in, 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 in that, uh, in that uh, attributed to how good the cookies are from Christine yes. Lisi? Yes. You could do that, too. Wait, yeah. but by the way, Cece, as somebody who played at Philadelphia many times— Annoying is the word for the Eagles fans? Is that where no, you go? No. Or nasty? No, na- nas- nasty. Nasty. Is the, nasty is what I would use. Yeah. Cowboys, right. fan, Cowboys fans are annoying. And I played for the team. I played against them. Cowboys fans are annoying. 
because they think every year is their year and they have the best team and all of their players are the best. They Always, always. Last one. Last one. This one I thought was very interesting because the NFL keeps trying to make international games a thing. They keep trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. But they pulled these anonymous NFL players. If the NFL had a team overseas, would you want to play for it? The options, yes, no, maybe, CC. What do you think was the most popular response? Uh, I'm going to give it a maybe. I think maybe was the most popular response. Okay, I'm pretty competitive. I don't like losing. I was going to say yes by the way in which you answered the or asked the question, but because I want to guarantee that I won't lose, I'm going to also say maybe, even though I don't believe that, but I know I can't lose if I guess maybe since he gets maybe. So I'm going maybe even though I really want to go yes. Wrong. Both of you guys wrong. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I didn't lose. Both of you wrong. Neither did CC. 55.4% of players voting said no. Now, some of the guys that— Oh, you tricked us. You asked the question no. in a way that threw me off. Because yeah, I thought, I thought the I, answer was going to surprise us. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly right. Because when I saw the list of questions, I did not do the research on purpose because we knew we were playing a game on this. I assume that, of course, they're going to say no. They're not going to just go overseas in a place they're not familiar with to live. But the way you asked, it totally threw me off. I All tried right. to do that on purpose. Yeah, spice it, it, it worked. Up. It worked. But I did think it this, did work. this was interesting. Uh, they asked some of the players who said yes, why they would vote yes, because it feels like an obvious no. Somebody said, hell yeah, because overseas they're going to pay that money. So they're thinking that if the NFL really no wants sen- to make oh it happen, God. that they might make more money. Whoever said that needs a better financial advisor and agent. <laughs> the money doesn't change. The salary cap is the that is actually scary. Like the NFL and the players, CC do a great job of promoting financial literacy on different yeah. things. Uh, someone needs to help that person that answered that way. Well, but, but here's the but, but here's the thing, though, Ev. We do talk about the salary cap. I mean, with the with the income tax thing, there are five what no no state well, income different. tax. No, I'm that's just, well, different. it's it's different, but it gives you a little bit more room to pay guys because those guys know they ain't getting taxed on that income. I'm just throwing it out there. So mm-hmm. on that quote, because the rest of that quote it says, "Think about a team in Saudi Arabia." I know that's far, but whatever. Think about Saudi Arabia and the soccer players. They're giving out billions of dollars. So hell yeah, I'll play in. Saudi Arabia again still doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's like, that no, no, you just worse. made it worse that's, for these yeah, guys. Yeah, I know, exactly. I know that was a point, but that oh my god, because I thought you were going to say what Cece said about income tax, or well, there's more money for endorsements there because there's less people like me. There's less professional football yeah. players, right? American football versus yeah. you know European football. That's not where they went. Yeah. Wow. One of the players who voted no, his quote was simply this about playing overseas: "Hell no, I'd retire." I'd retire. Wow. wow. Wait, can I we, got can no we, use for it. Can we put those questions back up for one second? Because I want to quickly bang through these with CeCe, and I want you to answer from your perspective, CeCe. So we'll go quickly on this. Best, right. play, best player in the league, obviously, we know already is um, Patrick Mahomes. Best stadium to play in for you? Best stadium to play in for me was going back to play against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, part of that was the team that drafted me, and they decided that they didn't want to pay me. So I always wanted to stick it to Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. But it was also the lure of playing in a stadium that was ahead of its time, the first of its kind. I mean, so playing down in Dallas, it had that special feel to it. All right. um, Worst stadium to play in for you? 
Philadelphia. I hated going to Philadelphia. Absolutely hated it. It was miserable. The fans were nasty. I mean, you got kids standing next to their parents flicking you off as you're riding in on the team bus <laughs> and their parents patting them on the back for doing it. It, it was absolutely despicable going in and playing at the link every single time we headed down the turnpike. Let's use the 11-year run you were in the NFL. So any of the coaches during that time, not current, but any, or it could be current if you want, but anyone from that point on, which current coach and reminder, or which coach and people uh, he played, CC played for, Bill Parcells and Tom Coughlin and John Harbaugh, which coach would you have wanted to play for outside of your own? Andy Reid. I wish I'd had a chance to play with Andy Reid. It, it, it came down to free agency um, after I got released by the Giants in 2013. I went out to Kansas City for a visit, sat down with Big Red, and there was just a connection there. Now, ultimately, I decided to stay on the East Coast because that's where my family was, and I didn't want to go to the Midwest. I wanted my family to be close at the end of my career so they could see me play as much as possible. Um, yeah, that 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 was one of those I wish I could have back to play for Andy Reid to play with the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, and last one. You already said annoying fan base. You talked about Dallas and Philadelphia. If you ha- if the NFL had a team overseas, would you have wanted to play for it? Hell yeah, I want to play. Like, absolutely. If they had a team in London, that would be really cool to play for the London team. And here's the thing. People complaining about the flight. I mean, from the East Coast to London is a five-hour flight. I mean, I-, I could get there quicker from New York than I could get to L.A. So, I mean, stop it with the whole travel thing. I mean, if you play for the Seattle Seahawks, you're flying at every single game you play in, essentially, that's not on the West Coast. I just, I think people are putting way too much into the travel of it all. Logistically, they can make it work because it's the NFL. They make everything work. Coming up, Smalls will make us smile with a little positive programming. I'm for it on Unsportsmanlike next. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's time to smile. A little positive programming for it here on Unsportsmanlike. Evan Cohen, Chris Canty, and Michelle Smallman. And guys, this first story is not going to start out positive, but it's going to end positive. So just stick with me through the entirety of this, okay? Okay. So a bit of a surprise yesterday. The Colts waived three-time All-Pro linebacker Shaq Leonard. Tuesday, the off day, not really expecting it. He wasn't, at least. He talked about... 
getting released, essentially, on his off day. I said, I told him a month ago, man, like, yes, I want to play. There's no question I want to play. But, you know, I always told him that if EJ is playing better than me, I have no problem with EJ's being a starter. I told him that. So I honestly thought that if I wasn't going to play, I was going to be a backup. I did not think that I was going to get the boot and get fired on my day off. I feel like, like crazy, man. He felt like Craig from Friday, guys, because he got cut on his day off. But here's the part that made me smile. He still showed up to pass out turkeys to the Indianapolis community for Thanksgiving. Even despite everything going on with his job, he said, I'm all about giving back through tough times, good times, no matter what it is. So shout out to Shaq Leonard for being there for the Indianapolis community through a tough time. All right. So not to spin it negatively, but... um... (laughs) Oh, gosh. I have an honest, truthful question I need to ask you. Mm. What percentage of NFL players that you know, after getting cut, would show up to the team charity event that day? Team, not personal, not their foundation, anything like that. The team charity event. Oh, they're not showing up for that. <laughs> they're not showing up for that. Not not a team. Not after the team does them dirty. But if they have their own charity event, guys show up for that. And that's the thing, Ev. Remember we were talking about Chris Jones and that contract dispute with the Kansas City Chiefs? He actually went to a team charity event. Yeah. Very surprising that that would happen. Most guys ain't doing that. And it's it's here's my thing with the Indianapolis Colts. Bruh, y'all couldn't have waited a few days. Y'all couldn't wait till after Thanksgiving. You couldn't let me and my family enjoy Turkey Day with the idea that I would be an Indianapolis Colt. You got me thinking about picking up and moving right now in the middle of the holidays. Like, that's the part where I just feel like NFL teams treat players like commodities and not people. And, and that that feels a little heartless to me. So I, I, I feel a way about the Colts, but good on Shaq Leonard for honoring his commitments and showing up to pass out turkeys. Couldn't agree more. Well, we've been talking a lot about Thanksgiving as it looms tomorrow here on Unsportsman, like specifically about the food and our power rankings with the side dishes. We've given NFL player comps. So let's bring Micah Parsons into the conversation. On the most recent episode of his Edge podcast with Micah Parsons, he described, he power ranked his favorite side dishes for his Thanksgiving meal. And guys, this was an interesting list. Here's what Micah had to say. Thanksgiving is coming up. Oh, this is one of my favorite holidays. If I had to give my top five favorite sides, five would probably be my stuffing. You got to put stuffing slash gravy. Yes, there we go. I'm all about the combination. I love my food touch. Number four, I like turkey with the yam juice, right? Number three for me, ooh, the cream corn. When you have a delicious cream corn, oh man, oh man. Number two, collard greens and hot sauce. If you don't got collard greens in your plate, like true ghetto, out the south, uptown vibe collard greens with red hot, oh, I I can't even come to your Thanksgiving. Like, come on. Number one, this is what gets the mac and cheese with the yams. And you got to put it together for the combination. If your mac and yams aren't together, I question you. This is what a real plate looks like. I'm going to be like 260 next week. Argue with your mama. That's the top five, period. Reactions to Micah Parsons' top five Thanksgiving sides. You know, I give him a lot of credit on one thing. I don't believe in all of the time we have spent discussing the Thanksgiving food, cream corn has come up. I love Why corn. do you give him credit for that? I who, love who's that. A who else for has that? cream corn in the top five? I love Thanksgiving corn. food. Ne- no, it's the Mexican, cream corn. Sh- Mexican street corn. Amazing. That is not cream corn. I know. I'm just, it's I, not cream corn. I wanted to give corn some love. I feel Listen, like I'm corn does not get enough love. love. I love me some corn. Not a Thanksgiving. No, no, I don't. It doesn't. No, it doesn't belong in this. 
No. You're going to put cream corn over mashed potatoes or sweet potatoes? No way. Not going to happen. Now, I do respect Michael Parsons for the combinations now. Yeah. The, the, the collard greens with the hot sauce, he owned something there. <laughs> and then you got your mac and cheese with your candy yams right next to it. And you get a little bit of that sweet and savory. Hello, I'm with him on that. I can go with that. But what I can't get with is having cream corn of all things in your top five Thanksgiving foods. It's ridiculous. Can I just ask a question about corn in general? Please, I would like, like to talk to about To me, corn. one of the most underrated foods, and I'm going to get laughed at about this, is rice. I love rice. I can oh eat rice God. with anything. Rice is so versatile and underrated. I'm pretty I think sure. corn's underrated. I'm pretty sure internationally, rice is not underrated. I think it's yeah. properly rated. It's a foundational uh, <laughs> See, see, it's, it's a Tyrese Halliburton of t- food takes that everybody says Tyrese Halliburton's underrated with the Pacers. Well, if everyone says it, it's no longer he's not, underrated. He's not, he's not underrated. <laughs> I mean, just well, hold on, hold on, Tyrese Ab, Halliburton to rice. Ab, I got to get back to this food thing now. Yeah. With your rice, you're talking about like regular white steamed rice. Is that what you're going with? Anything. Mexican rice. What are we doing? Mexican rice, Spanish rice, white rice, brown rice, mm-hmm. um, Basmati, whatever that's called. Basmati. Would you, would, yeah. Would you do fried rice? Yes. Okay. See, I can get on board with the fried rice, like hibachi style fried rice. Oh God, let's that. go right now. Cece, let's stop the show. Let's go get hibachi right now. No, get I can the do ginger that, sauce. But that's, oh. that's really that's really the only rice that I can do though. I can't do the other rice, man. Really? I just can't get with it. Oh, Maybe you know it. what? Uh, I take that back. Red beans and rice. Red beans and rice. Oh. I, I would not have a problem with somebody having red beans and rice on their plate for Thanksgiving. Not a problem. Better food overall, rice or corn? Corn. Ooh. I'm from the Midwest. It's got to be corn. It's our lifeblood. At Epco Radio on Twitter, that bad boy's going up. In the also, Dodger that's a good one. That is a good one. Also, I didn't see guys, that one coming. Are we I just did not see that one coming. Let this slide. How Evan's like, you know what people aren't talking about? You know what food out there that's so underrated? Rice. Literally one of the most basic foods in many, basic many cuisines. Hell. Evan's like, rice. Have you ever had it? Try Have it. Have you ever had this drink milk? Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> Ridiculous, Evan. What about water? Underrated? Oh what do we think? God. Okay, well, you know a place that always has rice on hand, Chipotle. And just to illustrate how Travis Kelsey has transcended sports with his new relationship with Taylor Swift, he is now kind of one of the faces of Chipotle. So all of his old tweets have been surfaced because the Swifties have been mining for information on Travis Kelsey, one of the ones that went viral is this. Went from class to therapy. Now I need some hashtag Chipotle. And then I'm off to check out my new apartment. He misspelled Chipotle. And as an homage to Travis Kelsey, one of the Chipotles in the Kansas City area actually changed its name from Chipotle to Chipotle to shout out Travis Kelsey. You know, normally when you hear the old tweet story, it doesn't end there. It doesn't end well, no. Good for Travis Kelsey, CC, that that's where his old tweet story ends because trust me, a lot of guys could end somewhere else with those old tweet stories. That just shows you that Travis Kelsey is bigger than the sport. Yep. That just shows that Wait, when, when, when a restaurant is changing its name because you misspelled the restaurant, it shows you're bigger than the sport Big that time. made you famous. Aaron Rodgers has found a scapegoat with the Jets. We'll get to that next on Sportsman like ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Like with Evan Canty and Michelle.